Welcome to the Fundamental Entrepreneur Podcast, where entrepreneurs can come to be educated, enlightened, and empowered for success in their business pursuits. Welcome to another episode of the Fundamental Entrepreneur Podcast, where entrepreneurs can come to be educated, enlightened, and empowered for success in their business pursuits. I'm Danielle Parker, your host for today's episode. And today I'm excited that we are joined by Natalie Gingrich. She is the founder of the Ops Authority, where she certifies and mentors women who leverage their natural skill set of operations and administration. She's driven to help women earn an income with ease while doing what comes naturally to them. She spent 15 years in corporate operations and leadership. Her entire professional life has been built around human resources, project management, process development, and people leadership. Natalie ended her corporate career as the chief of staff for a Fortune 150 CEO. With legacy being her driver and her kids getting older, Natalie left corporate America in search of balance. She matched her drive, leadership, and operational skills to create her own business. In her first three years of business, Natalie scaled dozens of online and small businesses to seven and eight figures. She worked alongside industry icons and developed diverse teams. She merged her corporate career with her entrepreneurial learnings to create the Director of Operations Certification Program, the only strategic operations certification for leaders. Welcome, Natalie. We are so glad you are here. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm just as excited to be here. Oh, great. Yeah, amazing that you, you know, yeah, you had this great corporate career and then went out and, and created a certification program for others to really excel in that same kind of role. So what, so I, I understand as you kind of moved out of corporate, you had a drive to really be more involved with your kids and your home life. And what eventually um, kind of directed you to move into creating the certification program? That's an awesome question. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to answer it pretty succinctly, but I will tell you that it was a multi-year journey and it was never my direct intention. So I will say that this is by, you know, of course we have the skills in the background, but you just, it's a true testament to you never know what your future self, what your, what the future holds. And I know that sounds cliche, but I have lived it, you have lived it, and we really are in, we do have control over um, where where we go and how big or what we look like, what we're doing in the future. So um, thank you again for having me here. I will, as I left corporate America, I was I had partnered just really organically. I'd started becoming friends and peers with people who were in the online space that I had honestly met in Facebook groups. We were starting to have coffee chats and all of a sudden those coffee chats, which were some personal, some their journey and some just help in, in crit critically looking and reviewing at what they were doing. I was listening just, I didn't even know that this was really a gift. You know, I, I really never expected to continue my path in operations. I thought when I left corporate America, I was going to do something completely different, right? I was like, it was like a rebirth. It was time to do something new. And what I ended up finding as I was sitting down talking organically to these new friends of mine, I was paying attention to, I was listening for and paying attention to where their struggles were. And 
this is an, an innate skill that I have had and leveraged forever, but I never really put it, put it into a bucket that it was really helpful for me. It just, it, before that point, it was like, oh, I'm a good friend. I have, you know, I listen to these things and I help people. But from a business perspective, I was hearing the warts and the struggles and the, the things that were blocking them from, from really moving forward in their business. And while a lot of coaches out there will probably lean on the emotional side of this, which of course there's a large degree of that, I was looking at it from an operational perspective, which of course ties back into what I had spent the last two decades doing in corporate and in healthcare. So, um, I, I was, I ended up partnering with them to help solve these problems from an operational perspective, which lots of times we needed to create a strategy, build a team, um, you know, create efficiencies in their business, start leveraging the financial acumen that they lacked. And then, all to, when you put all of those together, which is what I call operational excellence, then their businesses started performing better. Their profits came about, their, their lives improved. And of course, you know, I worked with a lot of females, so girl to girl or female to female, that felt really, really gratifying for me. But I was doing this on a one-to-one -one basis and had a ball doing it. Um, as the you know, as the story goes, the these gals that I was helping, these leaders that I was helping, were telling their friends, and then their friends were coming back to me. Well, I was fully booked out, and as you noted in the introduction. I left, I left that corporate career, that cushy six-figure salary, so that I could focus more on my family. And so even though I had a full book of business, there was no place for these people to go. And I desperately wanted to help them because I wasn't seeing a lot of help in the way I was transforming people's businesses happen around me. And so... Um, I'll, I'll cut to the chase here pretty quickly, but I was at that point, I would start referring people that just said that they had the same skills I had. So maybe they said that they were project managers, or maybe they were, you know, they had a, a, a small background in HR or they had people skills and they were leaders. I was taking them for their word and I was referring them to friends and friends of friends. And Danielle, I was crushed when people would come back to me and tell me, well, thanks for that referral, but she did this, or it was like this, or, and it just made me feel like, how can I improve my referral system? And I went down two different paths. One was a very short path. And one is the path that I'm on today. That short path was creating an agency for myself. So I was accumulating and acquiring the the leads that were coming in and the referrals. And then I was trying to build a team to help service those new clients that just proved to not be, I mean, it's successful. It's a great path for many people. It was a struggle for me because my intent was to leave corporate to spend more time with my kids. And when you build an agency, not to discourage anyone out there, but when you build an agency and you have more people that you are that in your in your own team, as well as the number of people that you're serving, guess what? <laughs> the time and attention I have to give is way, way, way more amplified. And so there was a, a big, big learning curve and a, and a lot of ahas that came out of that experience when I realized that that wasn't the path I wanted to be on, I went deep and I really searched internally. What is it? How can I make a big impact in business as well as with operators, people who are like me? Cause I know there, I mean, I, I know I'm not a unicorn. I know that there are plenty of people. I, when I left corporate America, I had 600 people reporting to me and, you know, directly and indirectly. And clearly there's a lot of people who had these similar skill sets. And so, 
um, it was, it was combining those two things in the end, I ended up creating a certification program so that when I went to refer people, I knew that we were all speaking the same language, that they had the skills that they said that they had. And even if they had opportunity to learn those skills, we had a common framework and methodologies that I could confidently speak to the referrals that were coming in. So that kind of brings us up to today. It's been a six year journey and I can say I'm in the infancy of really where this has the potential to go. Oh, that is so awesome. What a great story. And, you know, that's one thing we talk about a lot is just really being able to be present and understand where you're at in your journey and being open to kind of adapting. And I love the way that you took that learning. You were willing to go down the road, realize that that was not for you and adapted and went a different direction and, and to and made it something that you love today. And that. That is what we teach, right? And that is the goal. And so that is, that is great. And, you know, one of the things that you brought up in your story there is, you know, that you realized that not only you didn't want to spend as much time as you were spending to create that agency, but that, you know, you, you were willing to admit that it wasn't working for you and you found and figured out what would work for you. And so I think that's, you know, one of the things we'll talk about that a little bit today. And one of the things we, we often say is that sometimes as entrepreneurs in the beginning, we try, we try to, we, well, we are it right in the beginning. We are it, we are doing everything. And as we grow, we tend to feel like that we still need to do everything in our business and forget that, you know, what our goals are, what we really enjoy doing and, sometimes lose sight of that. And then sometimes just hold on to things because we just don't think anybody can do it better. And so I, I think you are a great person to kind of share your insights, not only with your own story, but you know, how you help so many other businesses do this same thing and really be able to grow their business and understand where they fit in their business and where their time is most utilized. So with that, let's 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 kind of talk about that journey. And, you know, you start out as a new entrepreneur. You're young. You're kind of doing everything, and as you start to grow, what should it look like for the entrepreneur as they grow and scale? And what should they be focusing on? Yeah, I think we go into business, and this is just I'm I'm a super transparent. I call it truth talk, and that's what I'm going to share with you today. I am humbled by the experiences that I've had and the mistakes and the failures that are inevitable in all of our journeys, whether we're talking personal or professional. And I am going to, you know, be super candid and share with you guys the journey that I have had and also the journey that I help other people with. But I want to be very clear and honest and tell you that I I've already told you guys, I've helped so many people build really, really big businesses. And I almost had imposter syndrome in my own business because I was... I was working with teams that were much more developed with leaders who had access to more capital, who had profit margins that me and my own business didn't necessarily have. So when I started business, just like you said, it was me, myself, and I, there was nobody else, maybe my husband around the dinner table who I could bounce ideas off with, but I really didn't have any support. And that's how the majority of us begin business. And so I would tell you that the, your first objective is to build 
that business, build the foundation. You are going to be doing all the things at this phase of business. That next phase or that second phase, you, you move from building into growing. And notice I didn't say building to scaling because I believe that there's a really big difference in you, the transformation that you're going to have as a leader in the business, in the financials, as well as with the team when you move between each of those three phases. So building, then growing, and then scaling. And I, as I moved personally from that building phase, which was all me, I moved into that growing phase. That growing phase was really about me getting more experience, getting more knowledge in with the people that I was working with, figuring out who it was that I wanted to go deeper with. And then at the same time, that, that, that growing phase is about clarity and about digging deeper. Like you've already laid the foundation and growing was understanding in more depth who it is that I wanted to focus on. And some people will call this niching down or niching down, whichever version you like of that. And at the same time, this is where I started to pull in a few contractors for a couple hours a week to help me out to do the things that I was not naturally gifted in. And when I talk about, I want, I would love for you guys, if you're listening today to think about there's two sides of business. You've got the front side and the back side. The front side is the marketing and the sales part, and the back side is operations. And I believe inherently all of us have a strength in one of those. Very few, they say less than 5% actually have gifts, strong gifts in both the front and the back or marketing as well as operations. So most of us that are listening today are going to have a strength in either the front side of business or the back side of business. And honestly, the more entrepreneurial you are, the more visionary skills that you have, the more comfortable you're probably going to be in that marketing side of business. Now you guys heard my introduction, you know a little bit about my history. That is not my sweet spot. That was not the gift that I have. My gift is clearly in setting up systems and organization and really building out the operations for businesses. And so when I assessed where is my strength and weakness, my strength is on the op side. My weakness was on the marketing side. So when I went to look for talent to join me in this adventure called business, I I sourced primarily for marketing skills. I had to get clear and deep and understand because marketing is really, really big. <laughs> it's extremely essential, but I needed to understand where I needed the help because I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the profit margins to bring in, you know, part-time or even, you know, I couldn't go deep into all of the things that I needed help in. I had to prioritize that for myself. And so as I was in that growing phase of business, I did that reflection, where's my strength and where's my weakness? Knowing that I was it, that my strength was in the operational side, I had to pour the majority of my time and I still do. I had to pour the majority of my time into that because I knew I had limited resources and I wasn't going to be able to add people on both sides of the business. So I put any extra that I could into labor. For me, it was labor into the marketing side. And then anything on top of that was spent on, you know, additional advertising, marketing, those kinds of, of, of expenses that naturally come into business as you're in that growth phase. Once we got stable there and we moved to that third phase, which is scaling for us, that this is where the team build out 
began, began really to complement the entire business and not just rely on me. So this is when I started to bring in additional help on the operations side, but I can tell you, I still hold the majority of the roles in the operations side. I'm six years into this. We've got a pretty diverse, well, well-built team, but I still lead the operations. Whereas I've handed completely, I've completely handed off the, on the, on the marketing side of business. We have someone who takes over all of that. So I believe that team is reflected as you go through those three phases, but the transformation that I have had to make in the way that I spend my time has largely changed from in each of those three phases too. Wow. That's awesome. And excuse me. So how would you say, um, how would you say that you've kind of morphed your time that you spent in each of those phases? Like what's, what's been your focus? Obviously in the beginning, it was doing all the things right. And then figuring out what it was that you, um, excelled at, but then as you went into the growing phase and then the scaling phase, how did you go about, you know, you talk about prioritizing where you wanted to add additional resources. And then, so how did you kind of go about figuring out how to prioritize and where to focus your particular time as the CEO of the company? Yes. So I believe that there are four different levels or layers of needs inside of a business. The first one is implementation or the base is implementation. These are the doers in your business. The next layer above that is management. That's where we see project management, program management, as well as people management. Above there, above that layer, we have strategy and at the very tip top is our vision or our visionaries. And so there are four different layers. All of them have to be present in both sides of business. That doesn't mean that you need eight people. Cause I said that there are four layers. There are two sides of business. That doesn't mean that there have to be eight people. Obviously most businesses cannot do that in a short amount of time, but what you need to do as the leader. And what I did was reflect what I needed to own and I would outsource as much as I could of the rest. For me, most businesses that I would consult with would tell you to start at that implementation layer on both sides. The first side or the first hire is likely going to be an implementer on your weaker side of business. And as if I can only bring in, um, in my, in my business and in the, in the situation or scenario that I shared with you, we brought in an implementer on the marketing side of business. That means there are seven other different, different opportunities that we have on our business. And who was carrying those? Natalie. I myself was doing the marketing management. I was doing the marketing strategy. I was learning it as I was going, cause I was not built to know those things. <laughs> That's just not at all who I am or, or what knowledge I had when I came into this, but I was voraciously reading and learning from other people. This is why, you know, all this free content that we have access to just like this podcast, I was devouring that so that I could get stronger in both, you know, strategic sides of both the strategic marketing as well as strategic operations. And so just wanted to let you guys know that if in the absence of having somebody in one of those four layers, you as the leader are that person. And so I had to prioritize my time based off of all of those other things. And there's always competing interest. But when I look at all of it, uh, just business in total, there are six different areas that are really important to me 
as I have built this business out, the first thing is making sure that I have time for strategy. If I don't inherently have the strategy, I can say I have most of those strategies on the operations side. I'm still learning. Like, trust me, I, I don't have it all, but that's my strength. But I'm, I spend a lot of time figuring out what marketing strategies the ops authority wants to invest in, that we want to explore. And as I have raised somebody from that implementation, that strategic up into, excuse me, from, from implementation to management to strategy, she now owns all of that. But for a long time, that was me. So I was learning these things. I was trying to pull them in, trying to create project plans because I was still the manager and we had someone who was doing the implementation. But strategy is, is, is huge huge. That's what gives you direction in the path that you're going to try. It may not be the right one. And trust me, I've made lots of, lots of errors and poor assumptions along the way, because that's what business is. But strategy is you've got to take time for strategy. What I see so many leaders doing and business owners doing is saving strategy for nights, weekends, holidays, <laughs> right? It's like, I can't fit it in because I'm doing everything throughout the week. So when am I going to find quiet time nights, weekends, and holidays? And so you know, I would, tr I would encourage you to shift that. Even if it's just one hour a week right now, if it's two hours that when I say strategic time, it's sitting down and it can be anything from looking at a new, a true strategy to bring in or strategically managing your time, looking at how you're spending your time throughout the week, looking at how you're going to grow your team. And so, um, strategy on both sides, marketing and operations. Another piece of this is content. Like I don't know how else to say this, but your business is going to flourish at the speed of relationships and the, the, the production of your content, how much you're able to put out into the world. It's not volume. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm don't listen to my marketing strategies. That's for sure. But I do know that we've got to consistently show up and marketing has to be a piece of this. And if you don't have someone in your business to help you with marketing, you've got to figure out a content system that fits you, that works for you, that feels good for you. And we are not short on the ways and the platforms that we can be really efficient in from a marketing perspective. Business development goes so overlooked. And even in my own story, and I shared that referrals were the way that I built my business. We made, we generated six figures in the first year of business strictly off of referrals. I had, I didn't even have a website. I had a very clunky Facebook page. I mean, this is not the way the textbooks tell you to start business. I did, I was adamant about not pulling in any investor or any, I did not want any debt. I wanted a debt-free business from the very beginning. And so business development has been a huge and critical piece of my business from the very beginning. And so this meant, you know, finding partnerships, creating really strong relationships and, you know, looking at ways that we can get this brand out there, become known for it. And by leveraging people, you know, good hearted people that I have really good connections with, have built good connections with. A large piece of my time in my business is in coaching. So as Danielle said, we have the director of operations certification program. We've brought about 200 women through this program. And I am personally, we have a team of coaches as well, but I am personally helping them and coaching them every single day along the way and along their growth their growth path as they move forward and administration. And then of course the team management piece takes up a big piece, but is super important. Yes, I agree. Super important, but I love that you break that down. And, um, yeah, you know, 
it's funny when you talk about, you know, wearing all, you know, seven of those other hats as you brought on your first hire and, and as you talk about kind of that strategy piece, because it is so critical. And, and, you know, that's one thing that we've noticed in our business is when we actually take the time to focus on and schedule in the strategy, it really kind of helps to get rid of that overwhelm, right? Because as you're wearing seven different hats, eight, seven, six, however it is, it's a lot of hats, right? And the overwhelm and the burnout can set in pretty quickly. Yep. And so what I found is that strategy piece really kind of helps bring that overwhelm down because you have a direction, you know where you're going and you have a plan and it just really helps to lessen the overwhelm as you move forward. So yeah, I agree. Focusing on that strategy is so important, even if it is only an hour a week, just, you know, the beginning of your week or the end of the week, just setting a time, a little bit of time aside to focus on that. So important. I love that you shared that. And I am totally with you. Marketing is definitely not my jam. (laughs) So, um, but it is important. And I I think you're right. It's the consistency. It's not, you know, how much you put out there. It's just the quality and the consistency of it, I think really goes um, a long ways. And the the relationships, that's what I've come to, you know, Natalie, you and I are part of a, a networking group for women and it's an amazing group. And, just really fostering those relationships, having those, you know, conversations to really build up the relationships, meet new people, put yourself out there is um, going to be a critical part of your business. And I know there's a lot of us that start a business and we start it as, you know, kind of in our zone of genius as the, the work, the worker. And we, we you know relationships haven't been or marketing or whatever hasn't been our kind of zone of genius. And so I think really focusing and putting our some effort into that is going to be, like you said, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a learning curve, but um, very important in the beginning. So mm-hmm. wonderful insights. I appreciate that. And I, you know, I would just add that, it, you know, as we grow in our businesses and we really build out that team because that's really, like you said, the really important part of growing and then being able to scaling is having the right team in place and knowing the, having strategy of knowing where we're going. And as we do that, it's just doing it strategically and doing it in a way that will support us as the entrepreneur and where we're going, the vision of our business and kind of how to get there and doing that strategically and in a way that helps each of the people that you bring into your team succeed as well as the business succeed is is very important in, in getting to that next phase of the business. So great insights. I appreciate your insights and all that you have to offer. And Natalie, tell us a little bit, you know, you have this certification program and you said you've trained 200, um, women, all women, right. Mm-hmm. In the certification program. So tell us a little bit about is like, if we have somebody on this podcast listening today, that is, you know, looking to make that jump and is in that kind of zone of, experience and loves to help others succeed on the back end. How would they go about learning about you, learning about your program? And what is it that they're really going to get out of that certification program? 
Yeah. So we look at, we know that so many women have operational and administrative skills and gifts. And I think for a lot of us, we have made those just be kind of part of who we are. They don't stand out to us as individuals. It's just, it's the way we were made. It's, it's, you know, we take so much of that for granted. And as I developed so many people in corporate America, I was just made aware very quickly of how many people, how many females in particular have these gifts and these gifts bring so much chaos, calm, excuse me, they reduce chaos, bring calm, bring clarity to these leaders who have so many ideas. And so I, we are, we particularly partner with people who have project management skill sets, who have the gift of human resources, not necessarily the science of human resources, but have, they, of course they come to us as well, but the, these are really people who enjoy leading and developing other people, people who enjoy hiring, people who enjoy, um, you know, giving someone a growth plan and helping them get through and, and, and gain knowledge and skills as they come in. <clears throat> We also focus and work with a lot of people who come from the financial background um, because those are all operators. We have a few that are really deep into the technology piece, but those are the four primary skill sets. Um, and you don't have all of those. You have usually a couple of them. And so when people come to us to become directors of operations, we are looking for innate leadership. I mean, I can't teach you leadership, but I can help you. I can give you methods and frameworks to help you ex execute on that leadership faster to show up better and, um, and, and wiser from the very beginning. So we're looking for leadership. We're looking for past operational skills and expertise. And when they come to us, we teach through all of those disciplines that I just talked about, giving a similar framework or giving a consistent framework for each of those. And then of course it's more what everyone's already got the skills, but when they come here that we all are speaking the same language. And this is the language that the, that the current business environment in the online and digital spaces are looking for. So it makes them extremely marketable. Their return on investment. Our students have a 96% return on investment, meaning 90%, 96% of the students that have come through have received their entire return on investment within six months in the program. We're very, very proud of that. Um, because our, our competitors and in this day and age of having so many online resources, you don't see retention and return on investment like we are seeing. So we're extremely proud of it. But we take operational leaders and we give them the basis to be able to accelerate their careers, whether that's working full time for somebody or if that may also be creating your own business, much like I have done. And we have all of this information. You can go to directorofops.com. You can find out a lot more about the certification, the process we take you through, and um, lots of goodies. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, so so yeah, if you um, listening today and have a desire to, you know, excel in operations, definitely look up Natalie and the Ops Authority um, and see, you know, if that's something of interest to you. I know Natalie is an amazing woman. She, she runs an amazing business and, and, and yeah, your retention. Now I would have to say, I hadn't heard that before. So that actually is, I agree. That is awesome. Um, have a 96% retention. Um, you just don't see that in the digital space these days. And so good for you. And <laughs> I'm, I, I, and I know that you, you know, provide great, um, 
service and excellence for all of those that you serve. So I appreciate you sharing your wisdom today and, uh, and your story for that matter and kind of where you've um, learned and grown and, and excelled in your own story. So Natalie, thank you for joining us today and thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. I appreciate you asking me, Danielle. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for joining us for this episode of our podcast today. We're so grateful that Natalie could join us today from the Ops Authority. And if you haven't had a chance to check out Natalie, um, make sure to go to her website, theopsauthority.com. Check her out on Instagram, on Facebook, and make sure you tune in to her weekly podcast, The Ops Authority, for continuous improvements in your operations Natalie continues to pour into operation experts as she releases her content in her weekly podcast and on her socials. So make sure you reach out to her. We're grateful that she could share her insights and her knowledge with us today. And also, if you want to find out more about us, you can go to our website at ascent101.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We always have those links in the bio and in the show notes. So Make sure to reach out to us with any questions you have. Anything that you have a burning desire for us to address and talk about in our podcast, we want to help you reach your next level and help you grow. As Natalie talked about, you know, as we're all starting off, we're kind of wearing all those hats, doing all those things. And as you step into that growth phase of your business, um, tune in and to the people that can help you be able to make those decisions and prioritize your strategy and your focus on growing your business and then choosing um, in that growth phase how and where you want to scale your business into the future and design that perfect business for you. But we're grateful you're here with us each and every week, and we are happy to share with you and grow with you. And we want to hear your story. So make sure you reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how you're doing and share any questions you may have. You can email those to us at everydayjoe at ascent101.com. And we'll share those in our Q&A shows that we will have Um, We should have one coming up here shortly. So tune in. If you have a question, make sure you submit that question to us. And as always, we wish you all the success possible in your entrepreneurial journey. 